You've played the missions. But do you really know the lore? We're here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 185, recorded February 22nd, 2024. The topic for this episode is Dragon Slayers Part 2. In case you couldn't tell already, I'm your host this time, and I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. Hey, Orchid. Hello. So, we got some podcast info. If you'd like to say hello to us, please do so at Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey it's orchid, or at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can find us on Blue Sky, Instagram, and Threads at guardians of lore, all one word. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Uh, you could also message us on Discord. The invite is in the episode description, but if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. You can also leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. That helps people find us, and we really appreciate it. If you'd like to support the podcast so we can continue to pay Rindle, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Finger guns. So aggressive. Yeah, it's been a while, so I had to get all my aggression out. Uh, who needs therapy? Uh, so thanks again to our subscribers, Valaragna. I do. D- <laughs> Valaragna, Doom, Linkman22, Firebired, Phil McCrevis. <laughs> I know. I love that one. Uh, Sleeve Jobs, Hackslord, Pointless, and New Bold One. And Orchid, I, I feel like you should cover this next bullet. Oh, we finally bought Rindle's shoes. We've upgraded him from the shoeless to someone who owns shoes. And it's thanks to our subscribers. I would like to point out, we were very open about what we were going to use our money with. And that was to buy Rindle's shoes. And we actually did do that because we're both shitheads. So. We did it for the lulls. But I'm pretty sure he's actually appreciative. <laughs> I told uh, Elevist that I was going to play a prank on Rindle and send him a pair of Crocs. And I got Rindle's wife, Sammy, to (laughs) give me Rindle's shoe size. And uh, they were very helpful in um, agreeing to everything because they thought it was going to be very funny. So (laughs) everyone was um, helping me play a prank on Rindle and tease the shit out of him. Is because we all love it very much. So they were uh, red crocs with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog charms all over them. And uh, we sent a very nice card with it and a Clovis Bray sticker for his Roomba. So now it's a Clovis Bray Roomba. And I believe Rindle has posted pictures of that in Lorehub. Yeah. Foot pictures. Oh, wait. No, it was Clovis Bray Roomba pictures. Yeah. I don't think he's posted pictures of the shoes. No, but, I, I don't, I don't um, think so either. But. Yeah, if you want to see pictures of the shoes, just ask Grendel. I'm sure he'll 
post them now that we've talked about it. But it was very funny. Sammy took a video while he got the box and opened them. And it's very funny. <laughs> so <sighs> I was laughing like, very the hard. The look on his face was like, what the hell? Yeah, it's very funny. So we enjoyed it very much. I was laughing so hard when uh, they sent it to me. It was hilarious. So we finally bought Rindle shoes. So we can no longer say uh, to help us buy Rindle shoes unless we take them away from him. That is entirely possible. So Rindle, you're always on thin ice. We love you. <laughs> um, so getting back on track, you can also find our info on Reddit on r slash the lore network alongside many impressive lore content creators. I guess we're still there. I don't know. I don't go on Reddit. I, I've got two Reddit accounts. One I frequent more than the other. One for p- and one for other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually how it goes. One for the, <laughs> the one for the other stuff. Um, Reddit actually just sold all of the rights of their data to OpenAI for $60 million. So if you're not into that, you should delete your Reddit account. Because they're going to scrape all of it for AI. So... Just putting that out there. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So if you're not into that, uh, you should go do that. Anyway, this Mm -hmm. week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle. Oh, yeah. So since it's been a while, we've had a few different uh, twobs or or twids or whatever you want to call them. Oh, we're not calling them a twid. It's a twob. Yeah. We've, no one calls them a twin except Bungie, and I'm mad at Bungie, so I, it's a twob. The, the only time I call it that is when I'm making a funny. Um, oh, look at my twitties. That's that's pretty much the only funny for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but anyways, we've had a few different twobs since then. Um, one was talking about Iron Banner, Trials of Osiris, and Nightfall weapons that are going to be introduced and cycled out um no mention of gambit anywhere uh there was also a a twab that was talking about all the different crucible changes that are coming um we're finally getting a europa map i'm excited about that honestly i'm excited about all the crucible maps because there are not enough and they won't give us back our old ones oh absolutely so I'll take any Crucible map I can get, except that uh, all the new ones they've given us have been dog shit. So (laughs) if these three new ones are dog shit, I'm going to (laughs) riot. They're just disjunction, but like Europa flavored. Don't don't curse it. You're cursing it before (laughs) it even comes out. All right. Knocking on wood. Get those words out of your. uh, Get those words out of your mouth. Stop knocking on your dick. (laughs) wrong wood um oh my god but no so so there's a bunch of of crucible changes that are coming um like there was an entire twab about that the entire twab this week was about that too all of them are about that it's crazy and i don't even remember some of the the ones between that like uh it's because they weren't important yeah but like if you want to go read them go read them later but we're not your parents. But there is something that Orchid's pretty excited about here. <gasps> the prophecy weapons are being updated and Prosecutor is finally here. 
It's my favorite gun. Are you going to get rid of your old ones? No. (laughs) I have all the flavors. (laughs) Well, I don't anymore. I think I deleted them. (sighs) But we finally get Prophecy back. It's going to be an arc uh, weapon. The Void one is better, but, you know, whatever. Um, They're changing Darkest Before, which was arc, into Solar. The Void one is better, but whatever. Um, That's just my opinion. You don't have to go spreading it around. Oh yeah, and and with how things were early, like in uh, year one, like you could just change the Ooh. flavor of it, and yeah, you just stick the thing in. All, oh all man, you, that was the that those were the days. Yeah, when you could just stick the thing in and be done. Man, I miss being able to just change the flavor of my guns by sticking a mod in. God damn right. it! I wish we had that again. Why the fuck don't we have that? That's the best. I hate that we don't have that. Oh, well. And honestly, like. Can't have everything. Eh. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Mass Effect stuff was super cool. If you're around still and you're listening to this when this comes out, um, you can still get your free ship and Sparrow and stuff um, from the game. I think you just have to go pick it up. Uh, from Eververse. I don't know how long it's in Eververse, but I know it's there. You just have to go get it. I, I don't know how long it's going to be free in Eververse, but the paid version is going to still be there for. Yeah, but I know they gave us the ship and the sparrow and Edie, the ghost. So I know the Normandy will be there a while, at least, and that's free. Okay. For now. Yeah, for now. So. Yeah, for now. So definitely go pick it up if you've not picked it up yet. Um, I got all the armor because I am a glutton for punishment. And I really like uh, all of it. I think it looks great. The Titan looks good. It Of course the Titan to, looks good. It's Shepard. To me, it doesn't look $20 good. Well, no, because five of those dollars go to Bioware, I'm sure. I'm sure that's why it's $20 and not 15 you Either know. way, I mean, it, like I said, to me, it it looks good, but it's not $20 good. Yeah. I don't know. I really like Mass Effect, so I was really excited about that. I'm happy with it. They added Shepard's dance, like Shepard's awkward dance from Mass Effect 1. It was great. Um, they also added um, the Omniblade finisher, and they added a couple other things from the game, which is awesome. So you can buy all of those, though. They are not free, which sucks. But it's cool. It's fun to see all the things that they added. I liked it. It was neat. Um, The last thing that we have on here. (laughs) So there's been, like, controversy, because, of course, there is. Um, Cruz is somebody who's been on Salt Greppo's fire team for World's First. (laughs) He has four world's firsts and he got banned <laughs> this past week. He got banned for having cheat software on his computer. And it was for this like really old um, game that's like 15 years old or something. And it's to help him manage his uh, economy in the game. It has nothing to do with Destiny. 
And like he didn't even know it was running in the background. And Bungie like fucking nailed him for having like this weird ass software that's like has nothing to do with Destiny. They're like, no, no, no. Like you have this, you have this. So we're banning you. He's like, I'm sorry, what? They're like, yeah, you're done for. You're banned. And he's like, but I've never cheated in the game. I have four worlds first. They're like, we don't care. Goodbye. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. It it definitely is something that like, if it was me in that situation, I'd I'd just be completely done with Bungie, period. He's so done with Bungie. He's absolutely done. And like the community, you'd think they'd be like shitting all over him. Because it's like someone that has four worlds first and, you know, the community are assholes. But they're, they've are they kind of like rallied around him, which is surprising because everyone sucks. Um, I've, I've seen arguments but, on both sides, but like the majority have been rallying behind him. Yeah, though, the people who've been not rallying around him and who've been like, you should have known it's in the terms of service, like, like, bro you didn't know that it's running in the background. Like it's just on his computer. It's, it's not even running. Like it has nothing to do with destiny. It had was literally doing nothing. It was just sitting there. It was just sitting there. I mean, like I use like Overwolf and other programs so I can like heavily mod the Sims and like, I mod it down to like a base level. Like, so the even the actions of the Sims themselves are completely different. And like that could be considered like cheat software for Destiny. But I don't have it running when I'm playing Destiny because I make sure it's not running because I'm so fucking paranoid because like Bungie is so stupid now. Yep. Like this is the lowest hanging fruit for them. Right. They're like, this is easy. They're like, we'll just nail this guy because we can't take care of like the people that are flying through walls and like shooting people through walls in trials. So we're just going to nail this guy and like what? Make an example of him? Fuck right off, Bungie. I'm sorry. Like the two people that work in security, like (laughs) my God. Between that and like the several people that I know that have recently gotten banned for the dumbest fucking shit. Yep. And then unbanned several times. Several times. Like your anti cheat is catching things that should not be caught. And it's. I'm shocked. Absolutely shocked. Like I'm wondering if something has changed in the anti cheat in the back end. They don't have control over that. Oh, I know. I know they don't. But like I know that whenever I open Destiny it is a 50/50 chance that it is going to blue screen my computer and restart it into BIOS because oof. of the anti-cheat software. That's rough. Being tri- like being triggered by something on my computer and it's probably my tablet software, which is wild shit. Like BattleEye is so broken. It's it's like it's not so awful. it's not good like easy cheat and like Halo is so much better. It's so much better. Why don't you just use that? It's so much better. I don't get it. Like BattleEye is just so awful. BattleEye is garbage. It's so bad. It's I mean, 
maybe they just like had an agreement with the company and they're like, this is easy. We don't have to do shit. But I mean, I don't fucking know, man. Honestly, that it, it probably came down to just money, whatever was the cheapest or cheapest thing to do. Uh, probably. Like I've, I work in IT. There are decisions that are made, you know, by people above me that like I have no say in be even though I'm the one using the software. Yeah. And it purely comes down to just money. I don't know. We have lab equipment in my own work that we really should not be using. And we've bought in like used or refurbished when we should have just bought new equipment. Or we've bought in stuff that's from like a sketchy supplier when we really should have just bought it from like the legitimate supplier. And it's because they wanted to save like a thousand dollars when lab equipment is notoriously just very expensive. Like if you want to run a lab, it's going to cost money. It's not cheap. So hell, if you want to run a business, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. Same thing. So, yeah. Wild shit. But frustrating. I feel really bad for Cruz. Like, it's a, he's a good guy. So, it's really upsetting. It's upsetting for the community. Everyone's really upset and irritated. It's that point in the year or the cycle of the season where there's nothing going on. We're doing our weird, like, weekly quest for Mara that it just gets you what, like... A red border or an exotic? I don't know what it gets you right whatever that is and what just hanging out yeah doing gms not playing gambit if, if that like i'll be up front playing sparrow control i'll be up front <laughs> i've been playing other games i've been playing helldiver too so <laughs> spreading democracy i am almost a hundred hours into my solo playthrough of Baldur's Gate. Oh, really? Um, and I just started, like, I, I've maybe gotten two or three hours into Act 3. I have been playing Helldivers 2 um, and Osu and Cookie Clicker. And what clicker? Cookie Clicker. Oh, okay. I I misheard that. I'm definitely not doing one of those things right now. Oh, I'm playing a lot of Halo Infinite. Playing a ton of Halo Infinite. I just played with Sam the other night. Yay. Best friend Sam. Yeah. Halo Infinite's gotten really good. Like they add, they keep adding like a ton of new stuff and they've been updating like tons of maps and they brought back like all these Halo (laughs) 3 maps and it's like in a really good place right now. So have they added anything for PVE? Uh yeah. Well, they added Oh, okay. They added um firefight, like King of the Hill stuff. So, it's like you versus enemies, so it's I mean, like if you played that like back in, you know, Halo 3 or Halo 4 or like Reach or anything like that, then you would be familiar. I was specifically asking about story cuz like that's that's what draws me into Halo. No. No. Okay. They haven't. Okay. But but still, yeah, the I mean, PvP is really good. It's cool that the PvP has gotten so much better. It's so good. Yeah. No, they keep adding new modes and they're cleaning up 
all the other modes and they keep balancing the balancing is really good and it's it's like that's that's how a pvp game should be no, it's super good right now it's in a really good place so halo is really good to get into right now i'm 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 not pointing that at any other games no <laughs> I do have to say Sparrow Control is really fun, though, if you like running people over with your Sparrow. So so what is Sparrow Control? Is it just control, but you can spawn summons? Sparrow Control is literally control, but you can spawn your Sparrow. Yes. Yeah, it's literally just that. It was the It's the bug that they brought back into the game. God. Yeah, and it does... Uh, favor disjunction and multiplex because those are larger maps that makes sense yeah it favors the larger maps because you can ride your sparrow around that that makes sense yeah it's sad but it makes sense yeah no it sucks because i hate those maps yeah. but they're good for riding your sparrow <coughs> around in but multiplex is the one um where you could originally spawn your sparrow because that was the original broken one Okay. And that was fun originally when everyone had their sparrow and we're just running people over. So it allows you to get to the points a lot faster. And a lot of times people will just ride their sparrows and then just yeet them off into the distance and then just respawn them. So you don't necessarily have to keep holding on to it. Like you don't have to sit on it. Okay. You can just keep respawning your sparrow or you don't even have to use it. Like, I saw one guy using, um, he was using grapple and just like getting away by standing on top of everything because everyone was on their sparrow. So if you're above everybody, you can just take pot shots at people. Oh, you fucking camping bitch. It's a legitimate strategy. It's a good way to do it. I mean, yeah. So you can just like snipe people from up above. Yeah. So there are ways to play the game. You can just AC 130 people. <laughs> yeah depends what you want to do it is fun though so if you want like a good laugh in for a couple of hours in an afternoon it's a good diversion makes sense yeah well do you want to go to the lore yeah so brief intro to the topic this lore book was obtained by listening to the radio messages during the season of the wish story for the first half of the lore book Go back and listen to episode 184. Okay, what is this? This is the Bone Trader's Tale. They tracked the Ahamkara to the gutted remnants of an outpost, through vegetation so thick they had to abandon their sparrows and continue on foot. It was House of Winter territory, and caution slowed their final approach to a near crawl. Rook could read Von Duven's growing frustration in the rigid line of his armored shoulders, but neither of them were willing to risk their ghosts long enough to get a full scan of the area. The Ahamkara was waiting for them at the center of a ring of moss-covered ruins, as if they'd arranged a formal meeting. It was smaller than Rook had expected, no larger than a jump ship. The creatures stood unmoving in the open, spine curled into a dramatic bend, jaws agape. It looked as if it was smiling, 
more like a comical, preserved specimen from a warlock study than a living thing. Brooke opened her mouth to ask if this was normal. Then Von Duven raised his rifle and fired in the same smooth movement, so abruptly that Rook flinched. The Ahamkara dropped to the dirt. Its serpentine coils roiled under paroxysms of agony, the great beast flopping over itself in the dust. But all the while, it still smiled that toothy smile, its eyes gleaming. Finally, Von Duven strode forward with a blade and casually cleaved the thing's head from its neck. The Ahamkara's flesh began to fray and deform as if it had always been an ephemeral substance. Within a minute, there was nothing left but bones. Rook kept a hand on her cannon, expecting the creature to leap to its skeletal feet for an encore. But the sizzling hiss diminished, and the bones lay still. Not much of a hunt, Rook said into the resulting silence. Every other light bearer in the city had a dragon hunting story these days, true or otherwise. None of them went like this. Von Duven knelt in front of the skull. Make something up. Rook watched him, bemused, until the titan took his sword and turned it over in his hands, using the hilt to hammer a few teeth loose. I thought the wish dragons were supposed to be powerful. What if the fallen could wish for our extinction? Von Duven said, turning over the smallest of the fangs in his fingers. That's the kind of power we're talking about. Rook looked up at the ruins around them. Wonder why nobody on our sides tried that yet. Von Duven shrugged. Maybe they didn't do it right. Maybe the world where we win is too different from this one, and they left us behind. The thought made Rook uneasy. A lot of would-be dragon hunters were missing, vanished, as if they'd never existed. She thought of those light bearers scattered across a hundred reflections of the same clearing, a hundred impossible wishes. The Ahamkara were dwindling. What if humanity's last ticket off a doomed world was going with them? We should get some bones back to the warlocks, Rook said. Von Duven laughed. He slipped the teeth into one of the ammunition pockets on his bandolier. <laughs> Help me gather up the rest of this. So, just to clarify, for, for anybody listening, um, the teeth that are being referred to are Ahamkara teeth. They're not... Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else understood that. It was just me having that problem. <laughs> not gonna lie. It was like you were having a stroke there. <laughs> It's all good. I'm having a stroke in every single episode. It's, it's all good. <laughs> this is nothing new. You're all right. Is it? You're all right. Is it though? <laughs> I, I promise. This is what I get for working Australian hours. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. even know what time it is anymore. It's, uh, it is. Give me American hours any day. <laughs> I, I can tell you what time it is now. 
It's dark. <laughs> uh, is it? In America. Uh... <laughs> um, so, you've got two guardians, Rook and Von Duven, and they're hunting. Like, I mean, I, I know it's easy to say that they're, they're hunting Ahamkara because that's what this entire book is about. But, like, this is, they are specifically hunting Ahamkara on Venus. And we know that because they refer to the House of Winter. Um, <clears throat> House of Winter was the, the Elixni group that was on Venus. We don't really think about different houses anymore because they all collapsed into the House of Dusk mm -hmm. after Destiny 2 started. But um, the House of Devils was in the Cosmodrome and Winter was Venus. Yep. And they wore, they had different colors and different logos and shit. They did. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, their colors were like blue i want to say i think so it was a different blue than house of wolves i think it was a light blue like a teal yeah yeah it was yep it was like a teal and back in destiny one everyone knew of the the archon for house of winter because that was um axor the archon priest oh Oh, yeah, there we go. I remember that. Not to be confused with Axis. Um, no, using the prison of elders. Yep, Axor was the one who was the uh, the prison of elders rescue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. God, I remember doing that strike solo as a nightfall. Ah, uh, such a pain, Chad. <laughs> I loved the Prison of Elders. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was good. Stupid Tanix. <laughs> um, and and yeah, like the the reason Orchid said stupid Tanix is because Tanix was the one who actually rescued Axor. Mm -hmm. That and Tanix, yeah, Tanix was the strike that, that came with House of Wolves expansion. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Like I I love how. All of it, like especially with the Elixni, all of it is interconnected. Mm -hmm. Even though they were separate houses, there were still connections between the houses. They are, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Although, you know, Tanix had no house. He kneels before no banner. No. Owes allegiance mm -mm. to no Kel. Nope. He is a murderer and very good at what <laughs> he does. He says he has no house, but his affiliation on Destinypedia is like four or five different houses. Danix is a liar. Well, no. So he's not part he of. He has no house. He has. He's not all part houses. of any one house. He is a mercenary. No, he's a freeloader. I mean, freeloader, freelancer, like <coughs> tomato, potato. Freeloader, yes. Freeloader with the steel chair. And it's more like he's a cockroach. Hmm. It's true. You know it's true. But yeah, um, this story was very straightforward. Um, I mean, like, Rook is kind of right. I'm kind of with her, is that everybody makes Ahamkara 
like all of these Ahamkara hunts sound really dangerous and terrible. And here's this Ahamkara just fucking standing there. Right. Minding its own business. Doing nothing. And then here's this asshole who's like, no, but what if the other guys like wish this thing? Like, yeah, but the Ahamkara doesn't have to do it. Right. That's the whole point of the wish. You could wish all of your enemies to have a horrible, terrible death. But I mean, like, what's going to happen to all of you in return? One, I, I think that's part of the problem is that they all don't know. Like, they, they don't know how exactly, like, an Ahamkara works. Like, especially if it's going to be altruistic and actually do something for the benefit of something, somebody else. Well, an Ahamkara can just straight up refuse, too. That is true. Ahamkaras have free will. It's not like they have to do shit. That is true. So, I mean, they're just <clears throat> doing murders. Yeah. This is just a genocide. This is a genocide. It absolutely is. Like, So, I mean, guardians are just genociding an entire race of beings. Yep. And wiping them from the planet. Fuck guardians. I'm on team fuck guardians right now. I mean, uh, team traveler is evil. I think I've been on team fuck the traveler for a long time. Traveler's evil. Hashtag evil traveler. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. I've always been on that team. Um, I will never not be on that team. <laughs> I don't care what people say or do. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> but they, the more we hear about all of these, and the more we hear about, like, Riven's boyfriend, husband. Yeah. Lover, partner. Whatever, um, the angrier I get. <laughs> well, because like, from like I can see it from the guardian's perspective, but at the same time, like I don't really care. So I don't care about your perspective anymore, guardians. I don't. So the one thing I will defend the guardians on is that Riven's mate was the only one who. No, actually, there was one other one. So Riven's mate and the Ahamkara, whose bones we see in Warlord's Ruin, um, mm -hmm. the, the name of the Ahamkara is escaping me at the moment. Those two are the only ones that are altruistic, that like they use- We know about. Right, 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 right. Like they are the only two that we know of that have used their wishes to benefit somebody else rather than feed themselves. I mean, like, how miserable is your existence when you have to use trickery to feed yourself? It's just, like, the same miserable existence as the worms. Yeah, it is. And and that's why we all thought for, for years that, like, they were... That they were the darkness? Well, that the, um, the Ahamkara and the worms were either the same species or a divergent... Um, species yeah because they're trapped in the same kind of hellhole parallel hellhole right exactly yeah but no like life just sucks for them yeah and we made it worse oh we 100 percent did we made it worse for both species yeah we're out here doing 
massive species killing. <laughs> We're like, genocide of one species isn't enough. Let's do both. To be fair, I mean, the worms started attacking us first. Yeah, but we could have stopped and asked them. Why? Why are you doing this? I mean, if somebody's coming at you with a knife, are you going to stop and ask why you're doing that? Yeah, probably. You definitely wouldn't be the final per- the final person like that. You'd probably I be mean, like, like that's the second person dead. Probably. I mean, <laughs> in a horror movie. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I'm not a virgin, so I would definitely also be dead. So. Yeah. Don't the virgins always stay alive? Yeah, the the virgin is usually the final girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd be definitely, I'd be dead. Yeah. Anyway, should I move on? Yeah, I don't like horror movies. They, they're scary. So this next one is The Wise Woman's Tale. A moment, Eris called, and Waning left her side to doubtlessly join some other fray. The Ahamkara carcass lay on its side, dead, at last. Eris felt her fingertips itch with the arc energy she had channeled a moment ago. She tensed, stretched, caught her breath. It was early morning. The sun had just begun to edge over the horizon. She walked around the beast, surveying the damage they had done. They had caught it unawares, trapped it, blinded it, felled it. Eris stopped when she saw the yawning chasm in its belly. Wei Ning had made this fatal cut. Viscera had spilled out and steamed in the fresh morning light. A rib jutted from the wound, white and gleaming. Eris unsheathed her sword. She could have a trophy. Just this. Hadn't Shax dragged a skull twice his size back to the city? She laid the blade's edge against the creature's rib. The bone chipped her sword and took its due before releasing a sliver of the Ahamkar's remains. A piece of bone lay at her feet. When Eris picked it up, her vision tunneled and she heard whispers. The bone was wet and raw and shiny. She held it between her thumb and forefinger and smiled. Ooh, that's when she got her bone? Her rock? Yep. Ooh. Right? I was wondering when she got it. That totally explains it. Like, I figured she got it at some point, but I didn't know that she had gotten it, like, during the Ahamkara hunt. The the only other time that I'd seen her interacting with an Ahamkara was when her and um, Ikora went to go kill a, a small group of them. So, like, I figured that that was when she got the, the Ahamkara bone, but I didn't know for certain. Oh, okay. I like that Waning is in this. I love Waning. It's so tragic that we haven't gotten like any Waning in years. 
I mean, like, yeah, she's dead, but still. <laughs> right. She's so great, and I'm sad. I, I love her character. Yeah. I think it's really sweet that she's in this. Just like that little hint of her. Exactly. But, yeah. It's nice that they're in the fire team together. And, I mean, that's primarily because they went out in groups of two. Right. And they, they like, the actual writers chose somebody who was close to Eris to pair her up. They already did mm-hmm. Ikora back in, God, I want to say it was Forsaken. So it, it was time to pair her up with somebody else during this part of the Ahamkara hunt. Mm-hmm. And that actually proves that, like, when they went out on missions to go hunt, it wasn't the same duo every time. Right. Like, they they often traded partners, like, trading cards. I mean, like, you don't always go out with your same friends when you play, so I don't know why you wouldn't go out with other people, you know? Oh, I get that. I, I- mean, also, like... She's a hunter. How controlled are hunters, really? Not at all. Like, they just do what they want. Yep. They're really just kind of fly by night. Like, yeah, they are. Yeah. They just kind of like do. They show up when they want. They leave when they want. I don't know. <laughs> Go out with whom they want. I don't know. These. I have to keep reminding myself that these stories have nothing to do with the weekly story. Because <laughs> I'm like, where was this in the weekly? It, it wasn't. Like, Orchid, it wasn't right. in the weekly story. Because, <laughs> like, we'd gotten used to lore books like that. Where it's it's literally just a continuation of the story. And yeah. these ones aren't. Exactly. Uh, shall I read the last one? Absolutely. Okay. This is Valus Forge's epilogue. As Saladin finished his final tale, he shook his head regretfully. He'd been foolish to think that wish dragons were gone for good. If the past had taught him anything, it was that all things repeat in time. Empress Keitel broke the War Council's contemplative silence. Valis Forge, you said that among the Cabal, only the Scions could truly understand these dragons. As much as anyone can, Saladin replied. Then Optus Corix shall give her opinion on the matter, she declared. All eyes turned to the slight Scion sitting motionless at the edge of the room. The Optus stood, her head barely clearing the tabletop. The Y-shaped pupil of her eye dilated, and the palpitating of her milky facial skin slowed. Within the minds of the council members, the room seemed to dim and warm. A pleasant hum began to emanate from the walls. After a relaxing moment, a series of images surfaced in their minds. Cabal fleet, Ahamkara, shackles... Scion Officer, Mindscape, Goblet, God Thought, Oxa, Shackles Break, New Tor Bottle, Scion's Throne. The vision faded, and the cold steel of Keitel's flagship closed in around them once more. Bellus the Rog stood up boldly. 
This traitor openly imagines herself on the throne, he bellowed. We should... His screed was interrupted by a spike of psychic feedback, like a momentary migraine. Everyone was immediately slammed into another vision sequence. Cabal Fleet, Ahamkara, Shackles, Phallus the Rog, Bargain, Mars, Hive corpses burning, Fallen corpses floating in space, Human corpses buried in rubble, Cabal corpses hanging, Emperor Throg. Throg sagged back into a seat, stunned. The Optus struggled back to her chair and placed a small piece of moist cloth over her exposed eye. Empress Keitel swallowed hard, as if fighting back nausea. Your point is made, Optus. And what point is that exactly? asked Thorak, his hands on his forehead, that we're all traitors in waiting? Exactly, Saladin calmly replied. It doesn't matter who wishes for what, or how well-meaning they are. Optus Corix understands the Ahamkara feed off unintended consequences. That's why we started the Great Hunt in the first place. It wasn't that we couldn't trust the Ahamkara. It's that we couldn't trust ourselves. You are not the Cabal, the wreck fired back. Empress Keitel held up her massive hand for silence. The Optus's visions remind me of the former Evocate General. Umunarath thought she could control Hive magic to our benefit, and it cost us our homeworld. Let us not fall into the same trap again. We will not attempt to capture the Ahamkara alive. Keitel stamped her foot on the ship's deck. It was decreed. Unfortunately, she continued, we must also protect ourselves from those who lack our forbearance. Once the witness is dealt with, the Ahamkara should return to extinction. If there is to be another great hunt, the Cabal will support it. She stamped her foot on the floor once again before standing up. The council was adjourned. As the rest of the commanders filed out, Keitel paused near Vallis Forge. I know you regret the harshness of the Great Hunt and long for another solution, the Empress said. But even with the benefit of hindsight, do you see another way? Saladin shook his head in resignation. If the past had taught him anything, it was that all things repeat in time. That sounds ominous. Keitel is always ominous. Let's be real. Oh, I'm I'm talking about the, you know, <clears throat> if the past had taught him anything, it was that all things repeat in time. Considering we've been gathering Ahamkara eggs to take to Riven. Yeah, but Riven's dead now. Yeah, Riven's dead, but her eggs aren't. That's true. Anyway, uh, Saladin makes a good point because it's it's poor Optus Corix who just kind of like she shares essentially like what would be her 
wish for or from an Ahamkara. And it, it kind of like progresses until Corix is, you know, the emperor or empress, whatever it said. All it said was Scion's throne. And then Valis Tharag tries to, to throw the Scion under the bus and the Scion's like, no, 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 this, this is what would happen with Emperor Tharag. So like Optus understands what the Ahamkara are, how they feed, what happens to the, the wishes that are made with them. Mm-hmm. And Saladin calls that out, you know, exactly. It doesn't matter who wishes for what or how well-meaning they are. Um, Optus Cortex understands that the Ahamkara feed off unintended consequences. That's why we started the Great Hunt in the first place. It wasn't that we couldn't trust the Ahamkara. It's that we couldn't trust ourselves. It's the kind of thing where you need to, like, have a nature preserve for them and then, like, not allow anyone to ever go there. Yeah. It's like, here's your own planet. It's now off limits to literally everybody and everything forever. Yeah. But then, like, it boils the it boils down to the possibility of, like, well, what if an enemy faction finds them? I mean, you would have to, like, put war sats around it, like, pointing out. Like, I don't know how you would protect it. Right. And and that's the problem. Yeah. Especially with the fact that, like, when the great Ahamkara hunt happened, Rasputin was not an ally of the city. No. I think at that point he was hibernating. No, but he is now, and I'm sure they could make something similar. Well, and just was. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how hard is it to make a Roomba, really? It's not hard. I mean, just ask Clovis. I mean, he's just a big head. I mean, right? he, he got a head in life. <sighs> he got a head in life. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Got a head in life. Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, um, this entire book makes no sense the last thing that we did during the season was crow went through the portal and it was the most uh obvious thing that was going to happen because destiny always does the most obvious thing and it always ends on uh what is it i guess like a cliffhanger but it's like it who cares it's it's always been the most predictable cliffhanger yeah, it is a predictable cliffhanger, and that sucks. But, I mean, that's it is what it is at this point. And, yeah. I mean, they have to churn out so much content. It It's going to have a formula. Yeah. A plus B is going to equal C at this point. Like, and they did try to go out on a limb and put, like, a bunch of their lore in the veil containment that I kept forgetting even existed. Like, don't make me go to another location to find your story because I'm not going to fucking do it. That's too many steps. Well, and, and that's too many steps. It's too many steps. Well, and even then, like it was only good for a single season. And then it was like, oh, hey, we have no information now. I thought they kept adding to it. On a weekly basis, they, but not a seasonal basis. Oh, 
I didn't know if they added more stuff like each season because I thought they did. Nope. The last thing what? was was Osiris sitting there going, "Yes, we've learned as much as we can." What? Uh. Unless I'm mistaken, I I, I haven't checked it in a season. I have gotten so just like, if you're going to put out an entire DLC like Lightfall and not like, it's like Mylan said in one of his videos, you don't release a DLC like it's a book and only put out the first third of your book and make people pay for it. And then not finish the book. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's what Lightfall is. It's only the first third of the book. Well, and, and even then, like, it's only the first third of the book. And anybody who comes in after the year that it was released. They don't get the rest of the book. They don't get the rest of the book. Nope. The rest of the book, you never get it. It's not there. Like. The FOMO is actually real. Like, Seriously. Fuck anybody who decides to jump in and granted, like jump in year 10 of the franchise. But like there's a reason I I don't tell people. I tell people not to play. Yeah. Which is wild because I love this game, but it's too late. I I love the world they built, but like I can't suggest the game because it is so difficult to jump in. Unless it's free free. And like you get everything included for free, like everything is free. I cannot suggest anyone play it, which is wild shit. But anyway, um, did you like the book? I thought the book was all right. It was not in the top tier or even like the top half of books that, that we've read. Um, Oof. It like it, it was middle of the road, and part of that is because that there was no unifying story except for Saladin telling stories. It was literally an anthology book about the Ahamkara hunt, which it was great during Forsaken. This feels like extra stuff that they might have had written up and just didn't use. What about you? Interesting. Did you enjoy the book or? No. Um, and why is that? Uh, it's we were so spoiled with such a good book last season or two seasons ago. Even last season was good. Um, they were like season of the deep was super cohesive and it was a really good story. It and, was. Um, and it was a good standalone it story. Really. It was a good standalone story. It was a really good cohesive story. It really furthered the lore of Destiny along because we got a lot of worm lore. We got a lot of hive lore and we got a lot of background old lore, like fundament lore kind of because we got the worm lore. And um, I think that really helped build the... um, the space that is destiny. And if you're going to give us a story that is not about the main characters, you need to, I think my criteria is that you need to actually build the environment that is destiny and put something into it. 
And if you're not doing that, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is your actual purpose? And this doesn't feel like it did anything for that. Like, we're familiar with the stories of the Ahamkara hunt, but I don't feel like it's done anything for, like, the world of Destiny. Like, we have Saladin and Keitel doing Saladin Keitel shit. This is no different than anything they've ever done before with the same people that they always hang out with, which are the same people every single time. And we have, like, I think the one thing that is maybe good is maybe waning in Eris. And waning doesn't do anything. She's just a name. She's a placeholder. Could literally have been Fenchurch. Yeah. I, I just liked that it was waning because I like the character. You could just put Fenchurch in there. You could put, you could put, I don't know, anybody. You could put anybody in there. You could put Asher Mir in there. That would have been funny. <laughs> like, imagine. <laughs> like, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been super good and super funny. But, like, what I'm saying is that this isn't, this isn't really adding anything for me. And the season of the deep stuff really added to Destiny. It added to, like, all the stories um, of, like, the fire team that went down to go find um, Oryx's body really added to it. Because we learned about what Oryx's body did to the environment. We learned about other fire teams. We learned about, like, you know, the radiation that it gave off. We learned about all of that and how other fire teams, like, work with each other. Like, that was cool, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we learned about, like, the suit that um, Sloane was wearing, finally. We learned about what Sloane was up to for the entire time she was gone. We learned about what a fucking badass she is. We learned about her goddamn, like, weird-ass ghost with, like, the little tiny knives on her. We learned so many things, and even just, like, the little bonkers ghost gave, like, so much flavor and spice. This did nothing. This is, like... This is gross-ass grandma's potato salad that, like, fell in the dirt. And then someone just put it back in the bowl and put it on the table and is like, it's fine. You can eat it. I mean, don't, but you can eat it. <clears throat> Everyone's getting lemonade or orange juice. Yeah. And, and this is yeah. a person ordering water. This is, no, this is someone who ordered piss. And everyone else is just drinking normal shit. But this person's like, no, I drink piss. So that's what I think of this. Sorry. Well, and, and so like that, that is a valid argument. Not, not the piss, but like the, the fact that this didn't really add anything to the overall story, to the seasonal story. Like it was literally just. It's a placeholder. Yeah. It really feels like uh shit we ran out of time someone quickly writes something over a weekend because oh my god we need to put something in the lore book for this season because we fucking forgot write some fan fiction that's what this feels like and see i still think that it was like fan fiction would be better <clears throat> i still think it was like 
they had a few extra stories from Forsaken. Like someone had extra stories on their hard drive. And they just threw them in this? And they just... And then wrote some bookends? Yes. I totally see that happening. That's totally valid. Like, as as much as I hate to say that, I could see that that's being probably what even, happened. That's probably even more valid. The whole, oh shit, we need to write something. Oh, we found these old stories about Ahamkara's line. We'll just use those shit. Throw them in there. Cool. Done. Because, like, especially from Forsaken, we, we know that they've held back a few, like, lore entries or a few achievements. And, like, they've held back a few things. Not many, yeah. but a few. So, like, this would be stuff that they didn't put into the game. It was mm-hmm. it was cut as part of the, the regular process. But they... Right. St- whoever did them was kind of still proud of it because they held on to it and they were like, Hey, this might be useful later. Right. I mean, I would have said that this could have been like affected by the layoffs, but it wouldn't have been because this would have been in like September or August when they would have done this. So this would have had nothing to do with it. Right. There's no, there's no excuse. This just sucks. So (laughs) (sighs) it's too bad because like, I really, Maybe we just got really spoiled with like the other lore books. I I think this I think the problem is is that like Seraph was so good and Deep was so good and we've had some really spectacular seasons and this season is just not it. Well and and that the activity is fun. That tends to be how so the the final season for the year either ends up being incredibly awesome or, or really shitty. Incredibly bad. <gasps> Arrivals. <laughs> Arrivals was so bad. It was. And, and like I, I'm able to recognize that a lot of the fun that I had in season arrivals was because things were being vaulted. So yeah. I went in to do those things. Yeah, I did all the thing. I finished all of my seals that I knew I couldn't do after they were vaulted. That's what I did. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. I had a blast during arrivals, but it wasn't because of the yeah. actual season itself. No, I did all the vaulting stuff. Right. Yeah. No, I did the same thing. Yeah. Um, And then Season of the Lost, same. Like, it, same. it wasn't yeah. a. It was not it. It wasn't one that captivated me. Nope. But then you have like season of of opulence. Opulence is really good. Right. Uh you had season of yeah. Seraph. Um and I feel like there's one more that I'm forgetting. I don't know. It's been too long now. But so like it's either been really good or really bad. And it's Yeah. There is no pattern to it or anything. So it's just kind of like No. Okay. And I, 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 yeah, I, I think this season it's, they can't all be great. You gotta have bad ones in right. order to make the good ones be really good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm hoping that the armor has better stories or other stuff. I mean, we'll find lore on other things. This isn't the only thing that has lore, so we'll find lore on other stuff. There's other stuff to read and do. Exactly. 
we've so this isn't like the end all of like the lore. We've still got mm-hmm. a handful of months before the final shape. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. And we we've missed things over the seasons too that we can go back to. So yep, yep, yeah. This just like was not it for me. It's too bad. And I I kind of agree with that. Yeah, it was that's okay. It was middle of the road for me. It was. It was fun to see, but, like, we've already seen stories like this before, so it's, like, it didn't really add anything. Yep. I just liked Eris and Waning, and even then, it's the shortest one, and Waning does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was literally uh, just the Eris show guest starring yeah. Waning. Uh, Waning, you need to do more. Stop being dead. Anyway, anyway, um, do you have any shout outs, Elmist? Uh shout out to my brother. <gasps> so I've probably already mentioned it, but he is a new dad. Um, his son, my nephew, is four months old, going on five. He is in his first year in his career uh, as a high school science teacher, and he's actually connecting with his students and getting them to do, you know, their work and, and learn and help each other. And like, he's creating all these different ways that they can show that they've learned the the material. And like, I, I couldn't be more proud of how he's doing. He's put in a lot of effort and like, I, I don't see anybody at his school, like, deciding to get rid of him like he is instrumental at the school at this point that's so great so yeah i'm i'm proud of him what about you shout outs um shout out to toki toki being toki yeah toki's been super annoying lately and i love him for it he's been like really clingy and wanting to it's been kind of cold lately and he's gotten super skinny because he's super old and going to the vet is really expensive so he's just gonna die soon which is really sad but um my vet is like twice as expensive as every other vet for some reason because they have like a nice building so they like to charge us twice as much and i'm like i can't afford you and they're like tough shit so i'm like okay cool well i guess my pets are gonna die then but Damn. um Toki likes to climb in my zippy sweatshirt and just like sit in my sweatshirt when I'm playing video games and so then he just like sits in my sweatshirt. So all my sweatshirts are like too big for me because I like to buy them really big. Which just like makes me look like a giant giant human, but then I just like have a cat in me, which is hilarious. I mean, because I can just walk around and then I have like a tiny Toki head just pop out. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. So uh, shout out to Toki for wanting to be my papoose animal. Papoose. Hang out in my sweatshirt. It's very adorable. Um, But he's also like slept on my feet a lot. My feet have been really cold. So he's been sleeping on my feet. Okay. Yeah, it's been pretty nice. I can't complain about that. Kept my feet warm. <laughs> so shout out to Toki. God King Toki. God King Toki. Yeah. May he reign forever. Man, I'm going to miss him. Ugh. He'll reign forever in our hearts. All right. 
Say goodnight, Orchid. No. I'm gonna click these cookies all night long. I mean, sure, you go ahead, but like... No, I have to go to bed. We gotta stop recording. Okay, fine. Good night, Elmas. Good night, Orchid. Bum, bum, bum. Otters. Have fun little paws. <gasps> they do! They're still stealing surfboards. I, I, I expect nothing less. I know, me too. Okay, good night. Good night. Guardians of Lore is a lore network podcast hosted by Elmist and Orchid and produced and edited by Rindel Zivas. The artwork in this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. The music in this episode is copyrighted by Bungie. Thank you to Baxter and the Ishtar Collective for all of their work collecting the lore for everyone. We could only do this with support from our subscribers and listeners like you. If you'd like to support us, you can find us at ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. The Lore Network. Am I loud enough? I think so. Okay. They tracked the Ahamkara to the gutted remnants. They tracked the Ahamkara to the gutted remnants of an outpost through vegetation so thick they had to abandon their sparrows and continue on foot. Ugh. I don't want to peek. There. Maybe I won't peek now. Or am I too quiet? My thing is so sensitive. Yeah, you're. you're Why are loud. you like this? Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Better. Yes. Okay. Good. Wah. 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 Okay. Wah. 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 Okay. That's good. <laughs>